Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. I've shared in previous sermons that while I was attending Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, one day I was browsing through Roman's bookstore, and the cover of a greeting card caught my eye. It read, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. I bought that card, and I stuck it on my front door. Because I believe it expresses a profound spiritual truth. The gospel truth we celebrate on this Easter Sunday and every day of the year. The truth we know in Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. This is the reality experienced by the disciples of Jesus as they accompanied him during the three years of his public ministry. Disciples like Peter. Disciples like Mary Magdalene. The disciples were with Jesus as he demonstrated God's powerful healing love. Turning water to wine in a wedding at Cana feeding thousands on a hillside with five loaves of bread and two fish, restoring life to his beloved friend, Lazarus. The disciples were with Jesus as he declared, I am the light of the world, illuminating who God is and who we are as God's beloved children. As he declared, I am the way and the truth and the life revealing in his words and actions what is real and authentic and good. As he declared, I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, and the sheep hear my voice and follow me. They were with Jesus as he taught them how to live and showed them how to live and gave them a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. They experienced Jesus Christ, the God of all creation in the flesh, God who loves us so much that he joined with us in our humanity. God, our creator, redeemer, sustainer, who created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day, rested, who made everything very good in the beginning, what Franciscan theologian Richard Rohr calls original blessing, and will make everything very good again. Everything will be okay in the end, even when it's not okay. Imagine you are Peter, that Thursday night in the Garden of Gethsemane, watching as Jesus, his friend and mentor, the one he believed would save him and his people from oppression, the one he called Lord, was betrayed, 
by someone in their inner circle, arrested, taken away by soldiers in the middle of the night, and then following along at a distance, denying he even knew Jesus three times, turning his back on Jesus and leaving in bitter tears. What did Peter feel when he heard Jesus was dead? Imagine you are Mary Magdalene that Friday at the crucifixion, watching as Jesus, the one who set her free, the most loving, courageous, wisest person she knows, the one to whom she has devoted her life, was brought before an angry mob calling for his death. She saw Jesus beaten and bloodied and mocked. She saw him nailed to a cross. She saw him die. And she saw where his, bury, where his body was laid, in haste and without ceremony, not even properly prepared for burial because the Sabbath was coming when no work could be done. And so immediately after the day of the Sabbath, early on the first day of the week, early on Sunday morning, while it's still dark, as soon as she can, Mary goes to the tomb to prepare his body for burial and mourn his loss. In her love and devotion to Jesus, a woman walking through a graveyard in the dark in fearful and violent times. And when she gets there, she finds the tomb empty. The stone is rolled away and the body of Jesus is gone. Someone, either those who had had him killed or grave robbers or the gardener or someone else has taken his body away and she doesn't know where and she can't even mourn properly. And so she runs to get help runs to those who were closest to Jesus, goes and tells Peter and the beloved disciple that the Lord is no longer in the tomb. And they all run back to the tomb and find it empty. They see only the grave clothes of Jesus lying there neatly folded and placed, indicating that this was not a grave robbery. This was not a hasty act. This was the calm and confident work of someone leaving grave clothes behind. Peter doesn't quite understand this yet. The beloved disciple believes, but he also does not yet understand. And they leave. And Mary is left standing there outside the tomb. Not even the appearance of two angels takes away her tears. Her heart is broken. She doesn't understand. She feels alone, weeping in the dark. Everything was not okay. But it was not the end. Imagine you are Mary Magdalene seeing Jesus alive. Though at first, she doesn't recognize him, perhaps because of her tears, perhaps because of her grief, perhaps because she is so focused on Jesus missing from the tomb, she doesn't recognize Jesus standing right there beside her. 
At first, she supposes he is the gardener, someone who tends to creation, who helps things grow, who fosters life. Here they are, a man and a woman in a garden. On the first day, also the eighth day of the week, a day of new creation, new life, new possibilities. At first, Mary doesn't realize that the very person who asks her, whom are you seeking, is the person she seeks. Doesn't realize that the question, why are you weeping, is rhetorical, for there is no longer reason to weep. Doesn't realize that the one she wants to take with her is already there. And then he says her name, Mary, and everything changes. She hears the voice of her good shepherd. He knows her, and she knows him, her teacher, the one who had set her free the most loving, courageous, wisest person she knows, the one to whom she has devoted her life, is alive, is standing right there beside her, is calling her name. Imagine her joy. She grabs onto him and wants to hold him tight. But she can't keep Jesus all to herself. She needs to share him. And so Jesus commissions her to go and tell the other disciples that he is risen, he is alive, he is ascending to God the Father. This is perhaps my favorite moment in all of Scripture. And I chose this passage as the gospel reading at my ordination as a minister of word and sacrament. And in his sermon during my ordination, Bishop Murray Fink said that this was, in a way, Mary's ordination to preach the gospel. She does. Mary goes and tells the other disciples, I have seen the Lord. She shares her experience of Jesus. She is the first to proclaim the resurrection the first to speak the gospel message. Mary is the apostle to the apostles. Imagine you are Peter hearing this news. And then later that night being in a room behind locked doors with the other disciples when Jesus suddenly appears and says, Peace be with you to the very disciples who had deserted him, shows them the scars in his hands and his feet, and breathes the Holy Spirit into them, sending them out into the world as God the Father sent him, in peace, in love, in life. What did Peter feel when he saw Jesus alive? And after spending 40 days with his disciples, as Jesus told Mary he would do, he ascended into heaven. He went home to God the Father. And he is preparing a place there for us. And one day, he will come again and make all things new. In his life, 
in his death, in his glorious resurrection from death to life, Jesus Christ joined with us so that we may join with him, suffered alongside us, so that we know we never suffer alone in this broken world, took our sin and death as his own and freed us from them forever, gives us life eternal and abundant, life now and forever, life that does not end. And while our experience of Jesus is different than Peter and Mary and those very first disciples on that first Easter morn, Christ is with us here and now in the ever-present Holy Spirit, the divine breath of life who fills and sustains us in his words through which he continues to teach us in his example through which he continues to inspire us. In the bread and wine of communion that are his body and blood given for us. In this beloved community of faith. In each one of us. And so I invite you into an ever deeper and fuller relationship with Jesus Christ through prayer, pouring your heart out to God, God already knows anyway, through studying Jesus' words and actions in Scripture. If you haven't read the Gospels before, I invite you to start with the Gospel of Luke. Through staying connected with this worshiping community as we grow in Christ together, through serving others in any way you can, through staying connected with family and friends and supporting each other in faith. I invite you to trust. Everything will be okay in the end. Even when it's not okay. When you experience the pain of this broken world. When your heart is broken and you don't understand and you feel alone weeping in the dark. You are not alone. You are never alone. Jesus is right there with you, even if you don't recognize him through your tears. He is present, standing beside you, caring for you, calling your name. And so I invite you, in those moments of pain and anxiety and sorrow, to take a deep breath, Feel God's arms of love wrapped around you. Reach out to family and friends and find support. And always remember, if it's not okay, it's not the end. A few years ago, I went to the Southwest Arts Festival in Indio. And there was a particular artist who had displayed these incredible time-lapse photographs of the night sky and the desert landscape and various urban settings, those photos that looked like they're kind of a swirl. And when I was talking to him about them, he said, there's more in the universe than the human eye can see. Wait long enough and light will come. Darkness plus time equals light. 
Jesus Christ, the light of the world arose, and so will we. Christ lives, and so do we. In Christ, we have life now, and we have life forever. In Christ, everything will be okay in the end. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.